Summer means family time. Why not commemorate this season in your life with special photographs from flashesofun.com. Family photos, senior pictures, ask about our ambassador program seniors for 2021. Also, pet pictures, Flashes O Fun. Easy to work with, and you'll save $50 when you book online at flashesofun.com. And summertime is mulch season. Kurtz Brothers Mulch and Soils, saving you 38% off bulk mulch purchases at their four central Ohio locations. Use the promo code KBCARES when you book online at kbcolumbus.com or Show up at any of their four Central Ohio locations, Dublin, Westerville, Alexandria, and just off I-71 South at Frank Road. Previously on the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. Mr. Spielman, would you take right now Fields, Lawrence, or the field as your Heisman Trophy winner? Um, I, I'll take, In other words, everyone else. I'll take Justin Fields. You'll take Justin Fields. I will. Yeah, I think he showed so much improvement as the year went on. The one question that I have is a little bit of inexperience coming. He lost some really good players at wide receiver. He did, but he has some really good ones uh, supposedly coming in. We'll talk today on a Friday, June 12th edition of the We Tackle Life podcast about how much the COVID-19 cutbacks will impact the star-studded freshman wide receiver class. You know, is that something that will retard those guys' development or not? Good morning, Mr. Spielman. Good morning. How are you? Uh, Your mic's not on. Well, about that? usually the technical director. Yeah, well, that. you know. I, I got people that do that for me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You do. <laughs> I do. Where are you? Right. Uh, what, are you wearing, what are you wearing there today? The uh, toughest girl alive. Uh, <laughs> I spent the night with the toughest girl alive. So you go to some female boxing no, event? No, uh, actually, my wife bought the shirt for me okay. as a honeymoon present. There oh, you nice. go. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's nice. Very good. Very good. Very romantic. I like she it. knew right where to get me, didn't yes, she? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, it's uh, nice to have you out here in the hinterlands yeah. this morning. Uh, we have national news to talk about. We've got a great email to talk about. Uh, we've got some sports things going on. Dylan Dingler, congratulations to him. Ohio State baseball player, catcher, hoped to be drafted in the first round, wasn't, was taken early in the second round by the Detroit, Detroit Tigers. Tigers. Yes. Uh, anytime an Ohio State athlete gets mm-hmm. drafted by a Detroit team, whether yes. it's even the Red Wings, the the Tigers, the Lions, the Pistons, whoever it may be, uh, the the debate comes up on my Twitter feed. Yeah, Ohio State fans or Ohio fans treat Ohio State or Michigan players if they go to Ohio and they boo them. We at Michigan embrace. Ohio State uh, fans that come to our sports teams. And you know what? I have to agree with them. Yeah, I was tough for Braylon Edwards as a Brown. Braylon Edwards, Drew Henson, when uh, Drew was down here with the Clippers. So uh, Drew, of course, was from Brighton, Michigan, and played quarterback at Michigan. Uh, You were well-received? Uh, yeah. William White was well-received? Everybody was. Jeff Okuda will be well-received? Everybody will be because I think uh, even there's a great passion for Michigan football and Michigan State. The, the the it's a pro state. Would you agree with that? I mean, you've been up. Well, there. I've not lived up there, so okay. I don't know. But if you, to you know, say you, it is, I yeah. believe you. Well, I I just think it is because it's the the passion for the Detroit Lions up there is is enormous, mm-hmm. and I'm continually surprised at the national following that the Detroit Lions get. Maybe is it, it's is a this popular... similar to the Browns in Cleveland because you know how it is in the uh, Browns in Cleveland. Yes, 
Yes. Okay. It's everybody. I it mean, helps me understand it. I, I just get so much feedback on the Lions. And, and since I've been doing a little bit more and I work their draft on social mm -hmm. media and I've uh, done their preseason games and I end up doing about three or four Lions games a year. But is Detroit a, a Lions town like Cleveland is a Browns town? Because the Tigers have been all, you know, they've been great at times. Yeah. The Pistons had their run. The Red Wings are great. If, well, if you time, ask people yeah. in Cleveland, I mean, the Cavs won a title and everybody loves that, but there's no doubt, and the Indians have come close to winning a World Series, there's absolutely zero doubt from having worked in Cleveland. I can tell you that if people had their choice, they'd rather have the Browns win the Super Bowl than anything. And here's Detroit, how, it's the same thing here's, in Detroit. Here, here's what I, how I describe Detroit and the state of Michigan. Okay, for well, a lot of the western part of the state, I think there's a lot of Bears fans because mm, it's close yeah. to closer to Chicago than yeah, yeah. it is Detroit. Sure, but here's how I describe Detroit fans: um, you have very knowledgeable hockey fans up there. So there's you have a strong, strong base of Red Wing people up yep. there. That and that I and learned great about tradition. I learned about hockey mm -hmm. when I moved to Detroit. I, I all my neighbors and friends uh, outside of football were teaching me about hockey. I'd go down to Joe Louis Arena. Mm -hmm. I remember going down there. Actually, our place kicker Eddie Murray took me to a game for my first time. As during uh, uh, mini camp, we went to or not mini camp, but uh, um, right after uh, right after the season, right after my rookie year, before I came home. And we went to a game. I had no idea what was going on. He taught me what offsides was, what icing was, mm -hmm. and I became uh, a passionate fan. But they there's a there's a really strong backing for the Red Wings. There's just, the Tigers have a great history. Like when I was up there, uh, they had the combination of uh, Alan Trammell and Luke Whitaker, mm -hmm. right? The shortstop and the second baseman. Mm -hmm. or is it Lou Whitaker? Lou, Lou Whit Whitaker. Lou, Lou Whitaker. Uh, Cecil Fielder was the first baseman. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mickey, uh, the left hand uh, switch hitting catcher. Mickey, uh, his son played. Mickey Tettleton. Yeah, played quarterback down at Ohio U, I believe. Okay. Tyler so, Tettleton. Yeah, and, and and the pitchers and all that stuff. So, but if you look at the state of Michigan, it is a football state through and through. I mean, the passion for the Lions fans and the wanting to win for the Lions fans. You can put a hundred thousand in Michigan. Uh, you can put eighty thousand in East Lansing. Mm -hmm. And then you can put eighty-five thousand in the Silverdome all in one weekend. That says something about an area, doesn't it? About the yeah, passion of no the, doubt. the state of, of, or and that's all within uh, one area. I mean, fifty miles of each other. So, I I think it's a great sports town. I really do. I and the people of Detroit or Detroit fans, they're kind of you know like. You and I, every they take pride in being hardworking folks up there. They do because mm -hmm. of the auto workers and whatever. Sure. Blue collar town. Yeah, it's a great place, and and uh, I I loved every minute up there. So we'll see. All right, Columbus, of course, is a great sports town. Always ranks in the top five on ratings on everything. We've got the mm -hmm. Memorial Tournament coming in July. Uh, Dr. Amy Acton, the health director of the state of Ohio, has uh, stepped down from her position. Uh, I would say, uh, I would describe Dr. Amy Acton, and it's just my opinion, and it will not be a widely held opinion, as well-intentioned, but overly cautious. It's hard to say overly cautious, accurate. because, you know, she. people will say she saved millions of lives. There's no way to prove it. There's no way to disprove it. I wish her well. I think you'll see her run for statewide office. My question is, now that she's stepped down... Is it possible we could get to... I played golf the other day, and it was a really pretty nice day. It was a muggy, 
morning, Wednesday, before we got the big storms. And I was just saying to my wife as we were playing, celebrating our anniversary, I'm like, can you imagine going to the Memorial Tournament in mid-July in Ohio and wearing a mask as a fan? Do you I can't have to wear imagine. a mask? Yes, you have to wear the, the 8,000 fans, you have to wear a mask. So my question related to the Dr. Amy Acton Do thing the is, riders and looters have to wear a mask? <laughs> I don't know. In Chaz or in America? No, You're familiar with Chaz? Yes, I'm very familiar with the Chaz. The Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone? Seattle mayor put it, uh, it's a summer of love in Seattle. So yeah, I talked there. to somebody who lives in Seattle last night who used to live in this area. And he was not as on board with it being the summer, <laughs> summer of, of love, love in Seattle. I talked to a like, friend. Thank in... goodness I don't live there. He only lives five miles away from there. He said well, it's anarchy there and crazy. I don't think it's going to last. I think there's going to be uh, some It's a movement. tickly situation for the president. He goes in there and he shows force. There will be people who will not like that, even though the people who are in Are you Chaz just allowed right to take now, over public office buildings I, and shut buildings you, Police station is that's not unlawful act. So either you have law and order or you don't. It's one or the other. I know when uh, gun-toting protesters stormed the Michigan state legislature legally, legally, but didn't you know they're carrying because there's uh, an open carry law in Michigan and they didn't do anything. They didn't extort money from any businesses or anything like that. They were roundly criticized in our media. But I don't. I this was very fun. I looked at the front page of CNN and MSNBC yeah. today because I never go to either site. I looked at the front page. Not a word about the Seattle. Uh, no, because people have awful. taken over a six-block area in a United States of America city and are stopping people before they go into that area to see if they're uh, to limit their access to that area. And it is not worthy of mention on the front page of CNN.com or MSNBC. Summer love. It's a, it's a summer fest, according to the mayor of Seattle. So, I mean, you know, who, who are you going to believe her or your lion eyes? It, yeah. I had a friend in Seattle. I said, what, you know, you got to get out of that, that place. That's crazy. And he said, don't, I'm far enough away, but, Believe me, I'm locked and loaded. So that's that's what it's come to. So will we be mask-free at the memorial with Dr. Amy Acton no longer on the case? Uh, no, because Governor DeWine is passionate about his position on everybody wearing masks or highly suggesting because he cannot mandate it, as he pointed out earlier in our experience. But I do think it'll be he'll highly recommend it. Now, if the memorial tournament... Is the one that makes that decision, I'm assuming. They do not make that decision. They don't? State of, everything in Ohio right now, like my daughter is is conditioning for soccer, but they can't use a ball. They can't kick a ball back and forth. Because that's that's, a dumb, sh- stupid thing. In the that's sharing world. equipment. So I'm like, okay, who made that call? Is that a Jonathan Alder school board call? No, that's a Madison County Health Department call. Okay. So because they, they might, I don't know. Germs, the COVID germs spread from foot to foot. That's stupid. Uh, You cannot kick a ball. They cannot share equipment. Uh, Somebody might, a ball might go astray. Somebody might pick it up and throw it back. They don't. As of now, they don't have a date where they can do that. So that is a Madison County Health Department decision. And we're seeing this throughout various entities in that there are many different legislative bodies or appointed bodies. Not all are elected, in fact, few are elected. Uh, where people finally have power and they get to exorcise their power. So, you know that I, I volunteered at a middle school in Southwest Columbus. Coaching football. Of, coaching football. Yeah. And I was talking to the head coach, Matt Smith, and he was going through some of the regulations of 
being mm-hmm. able to start back up. And I said, in my opinion, don't start up because it's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. You can only work with six guys at a time. Everybody else has to stand six feet apart and wear a mask under a helmet in the middle of July and August. And you're not wear a mask under their helmet. If you're not in the drill, yeah. Then then what do you do yeah. the rest of the time? Let it dangle from your ear? I, like I, don't know, I, I don't know what you do with it. I don't know. Then don't touch the <laughs> ball. Maybe I have these rules wrong, but they were so crazy that I said, I'm not, I'm not, I can't hear it. I, it just, I, I, it just puts me in a bad mood and I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Coach Matt Smith should have a conversation with Baltimore Ravens coach John Harbaugh. It sounds like they'd be. What John Ico. say? John Harbaugh voiced his frustration Thursday over guidelines sent to 32 NFL teams outlining procedures for the full reopening of their practice facilities. Here's the quote from John Harbaugh, the sane Harbaugh, I would say. I've seen all the memos on that, and to be quite honest with you, it's impossible what they're asking us to do, Harbaugh said. Humanly impossible. So we're going to do everything we can do. We're going to space. We're going to have mass. But you know... It's a communication sport. We have to be able to communicate with each other in person. We have to practice. The NFL protocol requires physical distancing in the locker rooms, in the meeting rooms, in the weight rooms, in the cafeterias. Mm-hmm. And Harbaugh says, quote, I'm pretty sure the huddle is not going to be six feet spaced. Are guys going to shower one at a time all day? Are guys going to lift weights one at a time all day? These are things Good. the league and the players' association needs to get a handle on and needs to get agreed with some common sense. Atta boy, so we can operate in a thirteen-hour day in training camp that they're giving us and get our work done. That's the one thing you can tell by my voice. I'm a little frustrated with what I'm hearing there, and I think they need to get that pinned down a little better. Yeah, I, thank you, John. Thank you for speaking up and saying something that everybody is thinking but's afraid to say. The insanity that's going on with this. Either do it or you don't. I think good people, smart people are involved in this, but the way I'm reading these memos right now, you throw your hands up and you go, what the heck? There's no way this can be right. Yeah. I. I I'm, it sounds like he should be <laughs> uh, a co-host here on... It does. Three men, men in, in a basement. basement. Yes. Uli, Spielman, and Harbaugh. Common sense. Either do it or you don't do Actually, it. Actually, we make Spielman, Harbaugh, and Hooley. That yeah. way I'd be ranked where I belong. Well, you're the only two-time state champion. As you said once about our former radio show, The Big Show, I said, it's still The Big Show when you're not here. And you said, that's true, but it's a bigger show. (laughs) And that was also true. That has stuck with you over the years. I love that response. I thought it was so witty. (laughs) Yes, but it's a bigger show when I'm here. All in jest, of course. Oh, so funny, man. That's, so that's funny. I mean, that's dead on. I mean, that that's what I'm saying is either you do it or you don't do it. Eventually, you have to start living life normal. I, obviously, you can be aware, but you can't um, put into and expect an NFL team to operate under these conditions. It's impossible. You're not going to get anything done. You can't. Don't it's you impossible. presume? The other day when I saw Kerry Combs. Walk into the Ohio State practice facility. Now, look, I, I'm i not suggesting that Kerry Combs is not compliant. I just, he's a go-getter. That's all I know about Kerry Combs. He's a go-getter. I presume when every single one of those coaches got inside the facility, out of the eyes of the media and people watching, 
the masks came off and they did their thing. Now, maybe no. not. Maybe well, they're fully the- committed. Maybe they're, you know, doing their thing. But that's what I presume will happen in NFL practice facilities. Like, once we're in a building, like, not only are all bets off, but all masks. No, I, I mean, I, I think for, as a rule, like, coaches and players, they're, they're leaders, they're rule followers. I, I just think as we keep moving forward, and once a vaccine, vaccination comes or vaccine comes, and um, that, uh, you know, things will get back to normal. I just would like that vaccine to get here sooner rather than later, but... You're talking about operating under a situation that is impossible to operate under, and there, or they'll just start. You have to start relaxing some of these restrictions over time. I, I mean, because you can't operate, I, I think, at an efficient level to where you need to be. In, in my opinion, um, I was listening to my good friend Charles Davis, mm-hmm. Lance Meadow on NFL late late hits, which uh, replays in the morning as I'm driving out here. Mm-hmm. To the hinterlands and dodging were, the possums. Yeah, and you were talking about okay, young receivers coming up. I, I think teams with veteran quarterbacks are going to have an advantage with the veteran receiver groups, because out of all the positions we talk about, Bruce, quarterbacks and receivers rely on working together as much as anybody because it's based off of timing, right? And that sure. goes back to the question we were asked at the beginning of this podcast with Justin Fields and a new group of wide receivers. Yeah. I have great faith and confidence in Justin Fields. I have great faith and confidence in these young wide receivers. But they need to play together. They need to get countless reps to develop that timing. I would like to see an extended training camp since they've missed spring football. An extended training. What usually they're going to get the six weeks. And I, six I, and I think that's going to be very beneficial. And I think you'll see that cuz I just saw where the NFL canceled now what would be they'd be coming out of mini camps right now that have a month mm-hmm. off before they would go to training camps. And I think what we're going to see is an extended training camp uh for the NFL teams. Uh, you just have to do it. I mean, you, you, we we can't continue to live our lives as a slave to COVID-19. You can't. I I, I will not live that way. I have uh I maintain social distancing wherever I am, but I'm not wearing a mask. Yet. I'm not done. Yeah. D-U-N. Done. My, uh, thank you, Tom Brennan. Yeah. The uh, Hooli women are going to Arizona on vacation here in a few weeks. I'm staying home to take care of the plantation. Um, and I see Arizona is supposedly a hot spot. But I've said we're not fearful. They're going. They're flying. And and my, no, my and, one daughter went to Florida today. Yeah, She's on a plane right now. No intention of wearing a mask, and we'll see You know, if we survive. Uh, we have some business to attend to because okay. it is Friday. That means our COVID-19 dr- relief drawing. We want to thank, first of all, though, our listeners, as I got word yesterday from our friends at Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, that, uh, A, you continue to order because uh, the word from Andy is that uh, enough of you have forfeited your 15% discount with the We Tackle Life promo code to donate another $200 from Hemisphere to COVID-19 relief. Thank you. So you order the best coffee out there, and you can forfeit your 15% discount or accept it. Either one is fine. Speaking of which, I'm running a little low. Okay. I'll take care of that for you uh, because (laughs) I need to go out there anyway. Uh, I want to go out there. Okay. Did you already pick the four? Uh, No, I didn't pick the four. These are just some empty cards over here. Uh, So order online, Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, Hunter's Blend, Breakfast Blend, Jamaica Me Crazy, many other. They have all blends. They have they'll roast it to your specifications, light, medium, dark roast. They buy from growers. And I'm meeting uh, one of their growers 
Oh, that's cool. Tomorrow, Dion, uh, who's a missionary in Ecuador, nice. is coming out. He's here in Ohio. He and I were on a Zoom call, a leadership call. His son is coming out to ride the horse. Wasn't Dion a 50s icon? Dion DiMucci, yes. A singer, right? Absolutely. Did he sing The Wanderer? I'm the type I'm, of guy. Yeah, absolutely. You ever see that movie, The Wanderers? I did not. Oh, classic. You have to. It's a classic. It's as good movie. as White Line Fever. It's another one of your favorites. White Line Fever. You're Jan Michael Jan Thomas. Mi- Jan Michael Vincent. <laughs> Jan Michael. Are you sure about that? Jan I am Michael positive Vincent? about that. Yeah. More positive than I am about First Peter. <laughs> Well, you know your movies. Know. You know your cheesy seventies movies. My, I don't know my movies. I know your movies. <laughs> All your random movie references over the years. Uh, E4s that's true. and everything else. E4s. So uh, order from HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We appreciate that very much. And um, all right, COVID-19 relief. Yeah, four winners. Go. Let's find uh, it. Kevin Ballant, I guess. Wife Dottie. Do you know that? Uh, Kevin Ballant. I do not. Uh, I think it's his wife, Patty. Wife in case Peter. Kevin's wife is listening, going, wait a minute, I'm not Dottie, I'm Patty. It's okay. Patty, yeah, Patty. Chad Neal. Chad nominates uh, his wife's cousin, dad, mom, and brother. Very good. That was one of the original ones because it doesn't have a date on it. Bob Humphreys. Bob Humphreys. Uh, f- he nominated four guys who work at an oil and lube place. I remember nice. that. Yeah, and that was also an early nomination. All the nominations stay in the hopper. Uh, if and until we pull your name. And uh, this one is uh, Lehan Fink for Christy Warner, uh, nominated on uh, 416. So there are your four winners. Uh, we are nearing the $15,000 mark. We're pressing on toward $40,000. Get your nominations in, Podcast at gmail.com. And you get to make a phone call. Hey, I nominated you. You won $250. Yeah, that's great. It's really cool. Really good. Uh, ran into a small business owner yesterday. I want to shout out Tony Marullo who runs Exotica Floris in Hilliard. And I said to Tony that I would put it out on the podcast that if you are an experienced florist and you need a job, Exotica is hiring. Okay. He was saying that they were non-essential. He was not thrilled about that. Missed Mother's Day. You can imagine what an economic hit that is mm. to uh, not be in business on Mother's Day as a florist. He has touch touchless delivery and all that, but... I want to shout out Exotica Floors. He said they have 17 employees and he could use more. So Great. that's really nice to hear that, you know, businesses that are reopening are bouncing back. I'm thrilled for that. And I, I really admire small businessmen. So I asked him, he said he's struggling with compliance issues and he's got employees who he wants to come back, but they won't come back because they're making more on unemployment than they were working for him. And so you know where I steered him, auiinfo.com in Akron. And Good. Julie and uh, Chrissy are going to help him with his compliance issues and they'll help you with yours. Um Health insurance brokerage, but HR resources too. Uh, they have AUI University, always educating business owners and helping you navigate the murky waters, and they've never been murkier than now, on if you need to disengage for an employee, how do you do it without exposing yourself to a lawsuit? Uh, if you have somebody who has health challenges, how can you treat them in terms of, you know, you can't. AUI is on it. AUI is on it. They are absolutely on it. All right. Now. The Buckeyes signed a class of star-studded wide receivers, and many of them, in fact, all of them, I believe, reported early. Julian Fleming, Gee Scott, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Uh, and I might be missing one. Uh, Julian Fleming was, like, National Player of the Year with some, uh, but they're all highly touted, highly thought of. How much impact does it make on the development of a young wide receiver 
not to be there for spring ball and to not be there until what was it June 8th for summer workouts um I I think it's a huge impact that's why I'm glad they're getting the six weeks because everything is about learning how to run routes learning a new system basically you're learning to speak a new language right and the other thing is you have to adjust to the athleticism and the speed of an Ohio State defensive back compared to one at Riverdale High that you know the five foot six kid that's a sophomore that's starting because the other one uh, got suspended from school for being late for uh, his prom date or whatever. They, whatever. Is, where, where does Riverdale High come from? Is that, that's a movie or is that a Greece? comic book or something. Is that Greece? Riverdale High, Greece? I don't know. Okay, but anyway, uh, so that that's the biggest adjustment. I mean, these guys are all superior athletes, or they wouldn't be wide receivers at Ohio State, so they should be able to adjust. But there's still a period. Uh, that it takes to uh, acclimate yourself to the speed of the game. And you got to f- work with Justin Fields and all the other backup quarterbacks that are there to be able to to develop some type of chemistry. So I think they'll benefit greatly. I think they were hurt by not having spring ball. Uh, if I know um, Justin Fields... Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're organizing on themselves, and Justin hopefully is taking a lead where he's actually allowed to touch a football and somebody else is allowed to touch a ball without fear of dying. Are we sure about that? I, I, I'm not sure we're. I'm not sure they can do that yet. Not not under. Maybe they can't indoors. Not not Ohio State endorsed. I don't know. Or sanctioned under Ohio State, but if I were a quarterback and yeah. I were a leader of a team, I would find a field. I would have a, a Zoom call, or I'd, I would actually be brave enough uh, to have people over at my apartment, and we would go over Chalk Talk and go over the playbook and say, this is what we're doing, this is what we're doing, this is what you do on this route, this is what we call here, this is your site adjustment off of this coverage, this is your uh, your route exchange off, if, if you see this, this is what I see. So that's I think that's the biggest thing that needs to get going, and so they can get a little bit of head start, and they can help themselves by being proactive and taking some initiative and getting themselves ready to go so that when they do go to training camp and they start officially and they're actually allowed to touch a football because apparently footballs and soccer balls are carriers of COVID-19. Cooties, yep. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I can't, I can't. The, the lines start writing themselves that I got to be careful when I'm doing broadcast. Yes, as soon do. as a guy drops a ball, yes, uh, he, he, saw, oh! he saw COVID on that one. Or defensive that. back gets burned. Well, there's some Instead social distancing going there. Yeah. Smelled COVID. Yeah. Uh, one thing you agree I think, with that? Oh, yeah. One thing I think that will help Ohio State not uh, be compromised in the passing game despite the loss of three guys who all made big plays during their Ohio State career, K.J. Hill, Austin Mack and Benjamin Victor is the fact that they have Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson back. Yeah, they Garrett had 17 Wilson's, touchdowns yeah. last year. You're going to see, I would assume, Garrett Wilson break out in a big way this year. He made a couple spectacular catches last year. And then they have Jamison Williams, who showed amazing speed and ability in the couple of times he flashed in blowouts. So what they need is, barring injury to Wilson or Olave is just a third guy, someone to emerge from yeah, the group. And, and I have I got plenty no doubt. of candidates. Yeah, I have yeah. no doubt that yeah. somebody will. Because when you have uh, at least four great options for the third option, 
competition is going to bring that out yeah. one of those guys. Well, plus the ability. I mean, they love to have depth at wide receiver, right? Because if, if you're going no huddle, you're not waiting for a receiver just runs to the sidelines and here comes one. Yeah. And so the more guys you have, the more guys get reps. And so uh, I have no doubt that they'll find somebody. It's like I have no doubt that they'll find uh, two running backs, whether that in Master Teague. Hopefully he'll be ready by training camp. Is there an update on him? I've not heard an update on Master Teague. I so, would assume there'll be a Ryan Day press conference here coming then up we at had, some point in time. Yeah, hopefully it's about football and not just uh, how the, the football itself has cooties and we're not allowed to touch it. The other thing I'd say about Ohio State's passing game that is very promising is this is the first time, I think, since Ryan Day's been here that he's had a quarterback to work with a second consecutive season. He cited that in the spring. Yeah. It's going to be great to have his hands on Justin Fields again because he had J.T. Barrett, then he had Dwayne Haskins, yeah. and he had Justin Fields. Uh, so there's that. And See where Dwayne Haskins is committed to being in better shape? Did Changing not. his body and guarantee he's going to have success. Good for him. You know what? Here's the thing about Dwayne Haskins, because I did some. I was in the NFC East toward the end of the year because of the playoff runs with the Eagles and the Cowboys last year. So I did uh, a couple of those. Um, what would that be? Intra divisional games? Yes. Intra. Intra with an A. I N T R A. Right. Mm-hmm. Intra divisional games. And I watched Dwayne Haskins get better and better every single week. I really think he can be a good player. People that are, are down on him or doubt him, I really think that he's uh, – I just have such a belief in that kid. I really do. More than the average guy. I mean, people, yeah, he's good. But I really believe he can be really good because he does have a tremendous work ethic. And I don't say that off hearsay. I say that off my eyes. Okay. And being at practice and watching him uh, grow – and when his um, number one wide receiver, what's the kid's name from Ohio State? I just forget. Terry McLaurin. Yeah, Terry McLaurin, right? Third round rookie draft choice yeah. was the number one guy. He didn't have a lot of weapons to work with Mm-mm. last year. So I look for tremendous growth from Dwayne Haskins this year. And I, any Buckeye fan that's interested, I I hope he does well because I do think he's a good kid and he works hard and he wants to be good. I mean, he really wants to be good. So mentally, he's doing really well. And I think like a lot of guys, Bruce, um, especially that have success early on, uh, either they think they can continue to get by what they're doing or they have to say, okay, even though I have great success, my athletic ability has carried me this far, I, I dominated at every level, they come to a realization that it's not enough. I have to do more. I have to make more adjustments. I have to be more committed in the weight room. I have to be more committed with diet. I have to be more committed in and taking care of my body, whether doing yoga or Pilates or, or whatever it may be, yeah. to make myself a better player. And I think Dwayne Haskins is one of those guys that will leave no stone unturned to get better. He's operating under uh, what has traditionally been a statistical challenge, the one-year college starter going into the NFL. The guys who start two years in college you know, with 20-some starts under their belt as a generalization, do better over the long haul than the sure. guy who plays just one year. Yeah, it's just that's just numbers. I mean, we're all in the numbers and data. That's just the data. Yeah. So, so they get in there and you're like, I think he probably has a, an awakening, like, wow, 
you know, you were super dedicated in college. It wasn't that you right. didn't apply yourself, but you've even told me that when you got into the NFL, you're like, I'd never seen offensive linemen that big, that fast move in sync like yeah, they that, did. The it's biggest, just, a, it's just yeah. a, an eye-opening experience for a college player. I thought, and I asked you this years ago, surprised at your answer, the biggest adjustment would be from high school to college because of the physical superiority of the upper-class college sure. athlete. And you're like, no, the biggest adjustment is from even if you're an elite college player to the NFL. Because you take all the elite college players and the small amount that actually make it to the yeah. NFL. And so imagine how talented those guys are. You know the biggest surprise to me, and this transformation has happened over the years with me, right, um, is how every Sunday when I'm at a different game and I watch guys make plays, I am in awe of these guys making plays. Then I sit there and say to myself, how did I ever play in this league? How did I hang? How did <laughs> I ever do anything like this? If I mean, seriously, because I, I just think it's just a, amazing and fascinating, and it's a celebration of athleticism at the highest level. That's, that's one of my things in all of my, uh, all parts of life that I enjoy. Whether I enjoy music or not, if the type of music... You know, and I, you and I have had this conversation before. What I marvel at is talent. Yeah. Man. I just, I think, I don't care what it is. If somebody's talented at what they're doing, I'll sit there and watch it and just be amazed and be so appreciative of somebody's talent. No doubt. And, the, you know, the passion to apply it to whatever you're yeah. doing. Uh, that would certainly typify our friends at Willis Spangler Starling, great law firm, Hilliard, Ohio. Get yourself set up for any legal questions by conferring with or putting on speed dial the attorneys at Willis Spangler Starling online, willisattorneys.com. They can handle workers' compensation, social security, disability, wills, and estate planning, personal injury, employment law. Set up a contract for you. You're entering into a new working relationship, a business relationship. Even if it's your best friend, it's always best to get it down on paper so everybody's expectations are clear. They can handle that for you at Willis Spangler Starling online at willisattorneys.com. Com. Got an email list there. Great email this week from Chad. Not not from Chaz, not from the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. This is from a person named Chad. I, I, I can't talk about that Chaz anything anymore because it's infuriating. <laughs> I was baiting you. I know, it's infuriating. I just so infuriating <laughs> that I was trying to watch about it last night. I had to turn it off yeah. because I, I just... Then when the mayor talks about summer of love, I mean, seriously, what bizarre... What are the AK-47s for, then, yeah, if it's what, a summer of love? What's the bizarre world that I'm living in? <laughs> I really have no comprehension of this, and it's got to end. I'm, I'm glad... This, I, will, I really get, this glad. will get I'm, you back I'm to what I'm glad I'm not in a position of leadership. Yeah, Let's I know, man. It It'd be a super-duper challenge. That's why we got to pray for our leaders. So this is a great email from Chad, and this is the kind of email that we like receiving because Chad is the kind of listener that we're trying to reach, uh, and we appreciate him taking the time to continue to listen, even though he's not quite where we are yet, on a faith um, stance. So here's the email. It's it's a little extended, but I'm going to read you the highlights, and we'll discuss. Let me first say I respect both of you for your unbiased opinion and understanding of different opinions. Uh, he says, I've always admired Chris's work ethic, love the podcast, your takes on sports, but more importantly, the challenges of life. Listening to the podcast has made me question my view on religion quite a bit. I do not know many people of faith that can answer questions. The few times I've tried reaching out to churches for answers have not been very helpful. Usually the answer I get, 
uh, from churches, donate money, and eventually your question will be answered. You're That's, just going to the wrong church. Yeah. He says, I've tried to live my life as a decent man and a good influence on my five children. Good for you. And I truly want to be religious and believe there is a God, heaven, and afterlife. My problem is that no matter how much I want to believe, I just can't bring myself to fully commit. I've always been one to question everything and how things work, how the world works, and I've been very scientific in basing my opinions and views on the world. I hear it from all the scientists and engineers that I greatly respect, and most, if not all of them, seem to be agnostic or atheist. While it would be easy just to agree with this scientific opinion, I also find myself asking for help during times of desperation. I just can't seem to get my scientific view of the world and religious faith to mesh. I tell my children stories from the Bible about Jesus, heaven, and God. I put on the faithful face in front of others, but in the back of my mind, I can't help but question if it's real or just stories we tell ourselves to fill in the scary parts. I like to try to tell myself that maybe if there's a God, he just made me this way to question things. But that seems like I'm just making excuses. I'm curious on your opinions of someone like me who wants to believe but just can't get myself to do it. That logical part of my brain always seems to help to keep me from fully committing. He says, honestly, I get most of my religious understanding through listening to your podcast. I would like to hear your take, but understand completely if it's something you feel out of place giving advice <laughs> on. No, we never really shy too much from giving advice. And I would just say, you know, number one, uh, thank you for being transparent. Thank you for being committed to seeking truth and to that's, uh, that's God given raising your children. And, you know, and you're right. God did make you the way that you are. He did make you with an inquisitive mind, with a questioning mind. Uh, so there's nothing wrong. And by the way, this is one of the things that I think people need to remember. We can all get trapped thinking temptation is sin. Temptation is not sin. Jesus was tempted. Jesus didn't sin. So when you're tempted, you have thoughts and stuff like that, you know, don't roll the thought around, ruminate on the thought, get it, get it, try to get it out of your mind. Paul says in Philippians, think on whatever is good, true, praiseworthy. So replace it with a better thought. But just the mere fact you're tempted, that just makes you human. And Jesus was tempted because he was fully human and fully God. So let's tackle Chad's email. What would you say to him? I would say that since you're a man of logic and a man of science, um, I would recommend two books. One you can read in about 25, 30 minutes called More Than a Carpenter by Josh McDowell, I think is the author. Mm -hmm. It's a simple pickup on Amazon. And it uh, there is a... Um, a book by C.S. Lewis, uh, is, is Jesus God, I believe. Uh, that's also a quick read that breaks it down scientifically and logically. Then, of course, A Case for Christ by uh, Lee, Strobel. Lee Strobel. Yes. So these, th these books were written specifically for you, Chad, because like you... I knew what I believed. I just needed to know in my heart, wait a second, this is how I was brought up. I was brought up in the church. I was high school kid. Yeah, I went to church because I was told to go to church. I always knew that there was a God, but I didn't invest in it. So I asked myself, well, why do I believe this? So then I started investigating and getting involved. And I wouldn't say 
there's numerous churches out there. I don't, you know, for you to attend. Uh, Rock City is one that my kids go to that might um, be of interest to you. That would reach out to you that or or whatever yeah. whatever's your there are many area. great just, churches there's many great churches and and um most of them will not ask for your money you no. com- completely <laughs> i mean they have to take donations and offerings to be able to survive as a church but nobody's going to force you or do that but i would say tithing is a an outgrowth of a maturing christian sure yeah I, mean, I I went to church all my life, and you know when I started out on my own, I didn't tithe. When I really got dialed in on my Christianity in the late to mid '90s, and then I backslid for a while, got lazy. I didn't walk away from the faith, but tithing became a priority for me then as I matured sure. as a Christian. So I I was definitely going to mention those books to Chad, but I would also say this, Chad, you're right. God has created you with a logical mind, a desire for logic, but he's also clearly created you with a longing for relationship with him. Otherwise, you wouldn't have this struggle, inner struggle. He has created you with a longing for him, and that is good. And and the motivation too, Bruce, to pass it on to his children, even though he's not all in, he wants his children to be all in because in his heart, God is telling him this is good. Um, I'm sorry. I you used, no, you no, that. you're good. You're good. He he used the word in here, and I'm searching for it because I was uh, gratified that he uh, used this word. He said something about he just can't fully commit. I hearken back to our interview with Tom Ryan, the wrestling coach from Ohio State. And Chad, if you did not hear that, or you're a listener to the podcast and you did not hear that, the Cliff's Notes version of it is Tom Ryan, like us, grew up in the church, thought religion, God. Christianity, whatever you want to label, you want to put on it, was important. But when his son Teague, five years old, had a heart attack, as inexplicable as that was at the dinner table one night, and they lost Teague to that heart attack, Tom went on a journey to seek truth. And he said, I realized either there's a God or there isn't. No, it's one or the other. And he said, I made a list, things that explain why there's a God, things that explain why there's not. And he said there were more on the side of why there is, but he said, I could have made a case that there isn't. And he said, I finally came to a point where I realized I have to bridge the chasm between belief and commitment. So, Chad, I want to be totally honest with you. I There will be a time where you will have to fully commit. That's faith. That's what faith is. Faith was counted to Abraham as righteousness 600 years before the law. Abraham believed God, that God said, I'm going to give you a son. You're going to become the father of many nations. And Abraham believed it. The law meaning the Ten Commandments. Yeah, the Ten Commandments. And so there is an element. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that there's a way that I can scientifically, logically prove the existence of God. But I can tell you this from my personal experience. Years ago on a Cleveland radio show, somebody uh, asked me, a co-host asked me if I believed in aliens. And I said no. He was greatly troubled by this because he's really you know, into aliens. He can't wait to tour Area 51 and all this stuff. And he said, how can you not believe in aliens? And I said, well, if aliens exist, show me an alien. 
Show me one. All these sightings, just show me one. Well, I got a very challenging tweet from someone. They said, well, Bruce, you say you don't believe in aliens because you've never seen one. You believe in God, but you've never seen God. Mm-hmm. And I prayed about my answer, and my response was, you don't have to see God with your eyes to see him. Mm-hmm. I see God in the way that I've received comfort and fellowship with him through prayer. I see God in my children and how they are so much like me, so much like their mom. I see God in the way Chris and Stephanie responded to her breast cancer. I see God in so many different things in the world because men are, you're looking at it, in Chaz. Men are bent toward depravity and selfishness and (laughs) human condition is not good left to its own devices. But I see so much good in the world and that is where I see God. And Chad, you can... And I highly encourage you, like Chris did, to read the books from people who came at it from the same same point as logical perspective as you. Josh McDowell, Lee Strobel, C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis. They've reasoned this out. They're smarter than me. I don't know if you agree they're smarter than you, but they've researched this. They've laid out the case for it, and they've come to be the kind of believer it sounds to me like you want to become. Well, the other thing, too, is you talking about don't believe in anything. Atheists have a, a, yeah. a belief that there is no God, so they have faith that there is no God because they can't prove that there is no yeah. God. But So I would just end my thing by saying, but at some point, you will have to... got to make a decision. Make a decision and commit to it. Right. You will it. have to make a decision and commit to it. But educate yourself, and just that's what also is ever done on this broadcast is is not say hey believe this or or we hate you all we've ever done is we just encourage you to investigate it for yourself because you can't take my faith you can't take bruce's faith you have to make your faith your own well chad you sound like a great person and a great dad and and i'm assuming a great husband and in doing that what you want to do is give yourself every opportunity if you believe in science if you believe in logic, then look at all the evidence and educate yourself and invest in the time so you can make the most important decision of your life. I mean, you know, and don't, you know, don't let religion get in the way of your personal relationship with Jesus. Yeah. You know, that's, that's you know, that's something that uh, you have, you know, you have to kind of get over there's there's a difference right that you know you don't serve a religion you serve god and the other thing i would say is this does not require you or ask you at all to suspend logic and uh you know smart thinking the first creation of god the very first creation was wisdom when you read proverbs 8 Uh, It's clear in Proverbs 8 that wisdom was the first creation of God. Uh, I, wisdom, Proverbs 8, 12, dwell together with prudence. I possess knowledge and discretion. Um, And so (laughs) you sound like a guy who prizes wisdom. And uh, knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. That's also in Proverbs. So... I would just tell you, continue to seek. The Bible promises that those who seek the Lord will find him. And Chris has said on this podcast before, it's fine to pray 
Lord, help my unbelief. I want to believe. Help my unbelief. Yep. Express your desire, Chad, in prayer, not just once, but demonstrate a longing. If you were when you were dating your wife, you know, first time you met her, you didn't ask her to marry you, right? You got to know her. You forged a relationship with her. I would say forge a relationship with Jesus Christ through reading the Bible, through praying. Express your desire to have a relationship with him. Lord, touch my heart. I want to believe. Help my unbelief. Help me commit. Help me get over that chasm like Tom Ryan has, like Chris and Bruce have, like Josh McDowell, C.S. Lewis, Lee Strobel have. I want to be that guy. I'm asking you, Lord, to reveal yourself to me. And I believe he will honor that prayer. And Chris and I will help you in any way that we can. Can I read the review of, of More Than a Carpenter mm-hmm. by Josh McDowell? This is on an Amazon.com review. And this I'm only reading this because this is a quick read, but it's so powerful. Since its release, More Than a Carpenter has been challenging readers to ask the question, who is Jesus? And this is what Chad is asking us, right? Mm-hmm. Author and renowned speaker Josh McDowell acknowledges that while the topic of God is widely accepted, the name of Jesus often causes irritation. Why Why don't the names of Buddha, Muhammad, Confucius offend people? That's a good question. The reason is that these others didn't claim to be God, but Jesus did. By addressing questions about scientific and historical evidence, the validity of the Bible, the proofs of the resurrection, McDowell helps the reader come to an informed, intelligent decision about whether Jesus was a liar, a lunatic, or the Lord. The short 128-page gem does not employ fancy theological words forsaking the layman, but reads more like an intimate research document laying out the facts with vero- voracious, Bruce, is it voracious? voracious voracious accuracy from reliable sources ranging from secular scientists to conservative seminarians. A skeptic himself for many years, McDowell always believed that Christians were out of their minds, nuts, but now insists that never has an individual been called upon to commit intellectual suicide in trusting Christ as Savior and Lord. McDowell adeptly articulates fundamental answers to poignant questions that caused the skeptic to consider whether Jesus was a liar, causing countless martyrs to die in his wake, a lunatic deserving death, or actually the Lord of the universe. There you go. Okay. And please, Chad, read it, then uh, write back to us. See what you think. Yeah, and take comfort in the fact that, like I said, Proverbs 8 says, of wisdom, the Lord brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old. I was formed long ages ago at the very beginning when the world came to be. When there were no watery depths, I was given birth. When there were no springs overflowing with water, before the mountains were settled in place, before the hills I was given birth, before he made the world or its fields or any of the dust of the earth, I was there when he set the heavens in place, when he marked out the horizon on the face of the deep. So you can be a discerning thinker, a logical person, and come to have great faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yep. Many people have. I like to think I am that kind of person. I know Chris is that kind of person. And we long for you to uh, yeah. experience just, that joy and that peace. I hope he takes it upon himself. Yeah, so. And please stay back in touch with us and let us know how your journey unfolds. If there's anything we can do to help you, we're very interested. This is why we do the podcast. Uh, we like talking sports. Uh, but I have uh, believed since the very beginning when Chris surprised me with a phone call and said, let's do a podcast, that um, our calling was to uh, coax or coach 
guys who we have been and sometimes still are a little conflicted, a little prisoner to uh, the pull of Jesus and the pull of um, yeah. the world I, yeah. to awaken men and stuff like that and to make us, because look, we believe there's a burden on men to be great husbands, great fathers, great examples, great leaders. And we believe the wisdom to do that comes first and foremost from the Lord Jesus Christ in the Bible. Yeah. And uh, again, it's it's our, our duty to expose, not impose what we believe. We're just exposing it in you talk about being great men and you want real change in our society. Uh, you have to have fathers in the home, husbands married to their wives. And loyal. If, you and know, true. if there's a father, fatherless home, you're five, five times more likely to be incarcerated in a month if you come out of a fatherless home. Five times more likely wow. to be incarcerated. That's a so systemic God issue. Is, God, yes, God has put us in a very important position as men, as husbands, as fathers. He's trusted us, uh, just like we have a father, a heavenly father. He's entrusted us to be uh, earthly fathers, and, and it's a role that we all take very seriously. And I believe with faith, you are a much better husband, and you're a much better father. That's just my belief. I'm right there with you. Can Everybody, I share a quick verse real quick? Sure, absolutely. I just want to uh, um, share this because it's kind of... Uh, pertinent to our discussion mm -hmm. every word of god is pure he's the shield to those who put their trust in him i need that i needed that today because i get so frustrated and angry with some of the world and what's going on in the world <sighs> proverbs that's proverbs 30 point or 35 30-5 for the word of god is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword so it does have power that's hebrews 4:12, and that's why when I do get frustrated, after I read that, I come back to some sense of peace. Fantastic. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for nominating people for COVID-19 relief via SpielmanHooleyPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for patronizing our sponsors, Hemisphere Coffee, AUIinfo.com, for all your small business answers on compliance and health insurance. And Willis Spangler, Starling Attorneys, don't forget, order your CBD products from SpielmanCBD.com. Have a great weekend, and we will see you Monday here on the We Tackle Life podcast.